episode 41 of a crazy little thing called Love Dev. Sheffield, where's Dave? <laughs> uh, let's start the show. Welcome back. How you all doing out there? How's the lockdown going? Looks like we are nearly coming up to the third week of our lockdown in the UK. Boris Johnson said today that he's going to review the lockdown and maybe ease the... Um, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, man, how's everyone been? Oh, I haven't been up to a lot, so there's not really not a lot to say. Um, there has been a couple of deaths... In the Bollywood industry, an actor named Arif Khan died yesterday. Um, He's also been in a couple of Hollywood movies. You probably remember him from Jurassic World. Uh, He was the Indian guy, the scientist, I believe. Yeah, he's also been in a couple of other movies. Um, Life of Pi, he was in that. He was in Slumdog Millionaire. He was also in The Amazing Spider-Man back in 2012. Uh, A film called Inferno with Tom Hanks and felicity jones so he's been yeah he's been he's been in a lot more other hollywood movies uh those of you not listening from india or other parts of the world because i do know bollywood is big in other countries like um africa uh parts of europe russia it's big in russia as well bollywood is and um yeah which is pretty good so he fortunately passed away yesterday which was what day is it today is thursday (laughs) He passed away on Wednesday. Yeah. So today uh, we lost another Bollywood star. His name was Rishi Kapoor. I remember watching a lot of his movies um, when I was a child. Really not into Bollywood, but I, I, I do know these actors, obviously. Um, so that, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a big, um, big punch in the mouth for uh, the Bollywood movie industry. Uh, so that, that's pretty bad news. Um, I've been doing stuff other than that. I've been doing the UK pun-off. Did the last one um, last Sunday. And that that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. It was good fun, that was. Um, raised a bit of cash as well. Finally got a PayPal set up. It's all coming together now, you know. We've got a fan page as well. Uh, it's called the UK pun-off. If you do want to um, join, check it out on Facebook. That's on Facebook. Obviously, this Sunday, we are going to do the next UK pun-off. Um, we have a guest as well. We've got Tony Cowards, uh, who is a one-liner pun comic. Uh, he's very respected in the comedy industry. I've got a lot of love for Tony Cowards. Uh, he's one of my favourites. He's um, not just as a comic, but as a person in general. I think I think he's a lovely, lovely guy. Um, I've, I've, I've always got time for Tony Cowards. So I'm really pleased he's on the lineup, And I know he's going to bring some quality one-liners and puns to the show. So that's going to be pretty good. Uh, I've got quite a good setup now at home going on. Um, as you know, I've got a green screen. So <laughs> that was the start. I uh, got myself two... Uh, what, what do you call these things? Uh, soft box light. I had to look at the box, see what it says. It's a soft box light, so it's basically what photographers use. Um, you know, the big light bulb things with the, like, the, um, the aluminium box. What do you call those, Blue? Reflectors. That's it. 
So it's like a big box with reflectors. I bought two of them. I thought one would be enough, to be honest. I've only tried the one, and it seems to be doing the job. But uh, I'm going to set it up properly on my um, home setup on my PC. So that that that's looking good at the moment. Uh, I actually got the idea from uh, a friend of mine named Rob Mulholland, who is a comedian as well. Uh, he made a video on YouTube, and that video was 10 tips on making amazing video content slash streams without spending very little money. So he suggested to get some light boxes, which really helps uh, light up the room, um, you know, gets rid of the shadows, makes you look more clearer, and also it helps the green screen because green screens need a lot of light. Uh, he doesn't really use a green screen at all because his setup's pretty fairly decent. Um, so that that was good advice from him. Do check that out. That is on Facebook. That's Rob Mulholland. Uh, he's already had over a thousand views within less than a week. So that's pretty decent. Uh, I was doing something else actually. A thing called Nonsense. It's called uh, Nonsense, I think. Is it called Nonsense? I need to Google that one actually. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's called Spouting Nonsense. That's run by Jim Howarth. Um, from the comedy hotspot crew, uh, running alongside with Joe Pitt, obviously. So we, I did this thing on Friday, um, with ha Harriet Dyer, Jonathan Mayer, uh, Keris Nelms. She was on the, the, she was the head, the host of the show. And, and do you know what? It was absolutely hilarious. Um, do check that out. That is on Facebook as well. So it's called Spouting Nonsense. Uh, we were on episode five of Spouting Nonsense, and uh, it was it was hilarious, man. Harriet Dyer before the cameras went up. Uh, it's all streamed live, by the way, on YouTube. She said, "What's happened to my screen? I can't see my screen." <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, mate, it was hilarious. Dude, if you don't want to watch it all, just watch that first minute from the beginning, because I think for me that was the funniest. But the whole show in general was great. You know, we had some great topics. I had some proper weird ones. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be doing Spouting Nonsense Episode 6. That is on Friday, uh, the 1st of May at 8 o'clock. So do tune in if you can, wherever you are in the world. If not, there is a catch-up. So, yep, get on the um, Facebook page for both events. That's UK, Ponoff and Spouting Nonsense. So I've also joined um, TikTok. I've had the TikTok app for a while on my phone. I've realised it's more of a dancing thing, isn't it? Everyone keeps doing that. And you do the, the silly moves. And then there's the other one. See, I ain't going to be doing none of that. You wouldn't see me doing none of that. So I decided to play a character because I was given this headband um, from a colleague of mine at work. And it's basically, it's for the face masks. So instead of the strings going around the ears, it goes around a button uh, on, on the bandana. And the bandana looks like something out of a Rambo movie or a Karate Kid, that kind of thing. <laughs> Very 80s looking. Um, so... I started, I put it on my head and then I started to play a character at work called Rambro. Rambro, innit? You know what I'm saying, bro, yeah? And he talks like that, yeah? Because his name's Rambo, yeah? He's from the ends and that, you get me, bro? 
So, yeah, uh, basically that's what I've been doing. So if you want to check that out as well, <laughs> uh, go go on TikTok and search for the username at lovedevb, or lowercase. Uh, you should find me on there. I've had a couple of views. I've had no comments. I've had no likes. Maybe people don't like it, any. I don't know. I'll probably keep the character going on, though, because I think he's got a bit of potential there. Uh, <laughs> it's just me messing about, really. Do you know what I mean? So let's go from messing about to being absolutely stupid. Yeah, that's right. It is today's no stupid question. And the question comes from LJW2323, posted on Reddit. Question he's put out is, do caterpillars know they're going to become butterflies? <laughs> uh, do they know they're going to become butterflies? I've got a feeling they don't. I don't, I don't think they know that it's going to happen. Do you know, like, how a human's body, like, we develop into a, uh, when you're a teenager, you start growing in parts where you didn't think you were going to grow unless you didn't get that education at school. <laughs> I think it's a bit like that, isn't it? Where, you, where your body's, they probably notice their body's changing, but whether they know they're going to turn into a butterfly, uh, I don't know, man. Also, do they have two different, like, I wonder if they have two different brains. Like, when you're a caterpillar, you know what you're doing, don't you? You're on the stick, heading towards a leaf. But when you're a butterfly, you don't do that. You just fly around, don't you? You basically fly anywhere, because when you see a butterfly flying, they don't really stay in one pattern, do they? They don't fly like a bird, because straight. Or like a bee that zooms up and down. And there's big bee knows where they're going, don't they? Butterflies seem like they don't know where they're going. <laughs> I find out when I see butterflies. You do see butterflies now. Obviously, the weather's warmer now. Um, so, what, 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 let's see what else he's put on this. Because uh, he's, he's put extra bits. He says, uh, Is it like pure instincts to say it's time to go into this weird cocoon? <laughs> do they think they're going to sleep uh, while they're in the cocoon? They probably do think they're going to go to sleep. And then, are they aware of their past life as a caterpillar? Oh, <laughs> uh, that that is funny, don't you think? I like, I love this group. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I reckon they probably do. Like, they probably remember it like a dream, don't they? They must have been like, I'm. I recognise this stick. I've seen this stick before. <laughs> do you ever get that? I get that sometimes. You get it comes in what once in a blue moon, doesn't it? You know, you'll do something, or you'll go somewhere, and you'll think, "I've been here before, man." Or you think something's going to happen, like, and it and it happens, and you're like, "Did I dream this? That? It, or have I done this before? Is it a repetitive thing? Is it deja vu?" I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see what people have put down. They've someone's put no, and you may enjoy the book. Okay, someone's recommended a book called "The Behavior of Moths." Uh, I'll check that one out. He's got. Oh, he's only got one other comment. It says, "This has really messed me up." <laughs> Don't caterpillars turn into a mush? Don't know. Do they die and are reborn as mush? Really? Do they? Like, do they like die into like a um, mashed potato? That's what all I can picture. Is like they they're a caterpillar. They eat. They go into cocoon. They turn into. Like jacket potato, not uh, mashed potato, and then the reborn as a jacket potato, should we say, um, and then again into a butterfly. 
He also has put down, does a caterpillar look at a butterfly and think, if only? <laughs> wow, what a magnificent creature. Then when they become a butterfly, they're like, oh, yes, here we go. <laughs> That's my watch, by the way. It's seven o'clock. <laughs> that is a, that is, it's actually a pretty good question. Um, so the, basically, do caterpillars know they're going to turn into a butterfly? Probably yes, but later on in their life, when they're a caterpillar, crawling around, eating something, then they just, for some reason, build a cocoon. And I think that's when the changes start. You know, that's when they're like in a, they're like in a pan of boiling water, aren't they, basically? Uh, turn into mashed potato and then turn into a butterfly and fly away. <laughs> turn into a French fry and fly away. Oh, that was today's non stupid question. Um, oh, do you like that one? Let's do the weird news story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do weird news story. So you don't have to listen to this podcast any more longer. So I'm going to deliver to you. Yes, it's about deliveries. Today's weird news story. Postman turns detective to deliver a parcel containing vital survival stuff. Addressed to somewhere in Sheffield. <laughs> and he manages to track the represent down on Facebook. Alright. So, a postman has been praised for his detective work after managing to deliver a parcel addressed somewhere in Sheffield. <laughs> yep, this is a UK weird news story. So, the postie, his name's Daryl Gilmore. Shout out to Daryl Gilmore. 56 years old, happy birthday mate, was baffled at first when he saw the vague address along with a rambling description of the intended recipient. I think that's how you say it, David Eason, that's who it was going to, shout out to David Eason, the sender, oh we got the, the names, the name of the sender, Martin Wendybrand who's 50 years old, shout out to Marty Wendybrand, happy birthday for being 50 years old, did not know David's address and instead wrote all the details he knew about him on the parcel. <laughs> Including that he has a child or a dog or both. <laughs> That's probably everyone in Sheffield, isn't it? Uh, the note detailed David's previous work as a sports reporter <laughs> for the BBC and his wife's name's Helen. This guy could be a weirdo. Right, Martin wrote that the envelope sent all the way from Sweden, ah, Sweden, contained vital survival stuff for his friend. <laughs> the message ended, please try and find him and give this to him and dear postman, stay safe. Oh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. Uh, I've looked, there is a picture of the letter. Uh, yeah, it looks like there are stamps on there from another country, obviously Sweden. Um, I think I'm going to try and vaguely read what he's put on the parcel. Dear British Post, I do not know Mr. Eason's address, but this envelope includes vital stuff. Uh, I think he owes his name. Is oh, he's basically just said what I read out. That was absolutely pointless. Right, Martin used to listen to David's old show for William Hill Radio from abroad. Okay. I've got a joke, actually, about William Hill. And would send Swedish chocolate into the station for the crew to enjoy. 
He did not want to ask journalist David for his home address as their previous contact had always been through the radio station. Yep, you're not going to get his personal home address. After receiving the parcel, Daryl, who works for the Royal Mail at Sheffield Mail Centre, then turned to social media to piece together the clues and hunt down David to deliver the package. Now that's how you do it, isn't it? Go straight on social media, man. That's how you're going to find it. Remember that TV show? Um, what was it? Don't F with the cats. That's how they found the killer. It was through um, Facebook and other, other forms of social media. Anyway, he said it was intriguing trying to find him and I did not know whether I would be able to. It did have a lot of information on it about him, which made life a little bit easier. <laughs> might have a dog, might have a, a child. <laughs> that was the clues. And his wife's name's Helen. Daryl searched for sports journalist David on Google, and then he found him on Facebook. There you go. David, 41. Shout out, David. 41. Happy birthday. Woke up to a message from Daryl, which had been sent at 3.55 in the morning. <laughs> That's a postman's time, isn't it? They wake up early. I'll take my hat off to them. On Tuesday, asking for his full address so they could finally deliver the gift. Daryl said, I've worked for the Royal Mail for 30 years and we do enjoy trying to get mail to the people it belongs to. It could have been someone else that got hold of it and they could have thrown it in the vague box and it would have been sent back if it had a return address. So work is very hectic because I think everybody's just buying online at the moment, stuck at home. This made me smile and I'm glad we were able to deliver it. The package reached David on Wednesday after Daryl tracked him down. David said, I think it made me proud of the postal service. The Royal Mail have got a really tough job at the moment. It would have been a lot easier just to file it under B for bin. <laughs> the vital stuff contained in the parcel. Although this would be interesting. What was in there? What's the vital stuff? So it contained uh, a six pack of Gvik Lunge, which was a Norwegian chocolate bar. Okay. <laughs> David first encountered the Scandinavian chocolate while covering the Youth Olympic Games in Lillehammer in Norway back in 2012. David said that Kevin Lunds, this is the chocolate, are pretty much like Kit Kats but with the milk of chocolate around them. There is something about them that I've always liked since the dark days in the snow in Norway. David has both, he does have a child and a dog, there we go, and he's got a wife named Helen. <laughs> who's a nurse in Sheffield. Shout out to her as well. Uh, Martin posted the unusual package from Sweden with six stamps on it, and it took three weeks to reach Sheffield. Martin said, I felt a bit sorry about you British people having a terrible year, and even worse for David is that he, like me, is a Liverpool fan, and he couldn't even get to celebrate our first Premier League title because of the coronavirus. So just for fun, I thought he would like some chocolate, which he had like, which he had mentioned. I was not sure if it would arrive, but I hoped it would. It would have been easy for anyone handling it on the way to simply just giving up without trying to find a David. <laughs> I'm impressed that it reached to him, and it's always easy to complain about mail getting lost or delivered late, which is true. And he wants to send his gratitude to the postal service in the UK. There we go. There's a salute. I've done a salute. That's for the Royal Mail and all the, the NHS staff out there, all the other frontline workers, the supermarkets, the bin men, um, street cleaners, whoever you are out there, you're the proper frontline. Shout out to you. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. 
it's been all right, and it it's been okay. I know it was late. I apologise for that, but you know, just busy. We're all being hectic. Well, hopefully you're listening to this wherever you are in your house, in your car, in the bath, wherever you are. Uh, do shout it out to your friends and family, please. Do it helps so much. Um, it'd be great to get the numbers up, back and running again. Yep, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anyone, tell the whole world. I'll see you again very shortly for episode 42. Take care.